Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey folks, Tom Merritt here. I know not everybody's heard all of the episodes of Know A Little More, so we like to re-release some of the older ones from time to time. This one is about Patreon pledges. It was originally released February 18th, 2020, so it's been more than a year. And we have not added anything to it since the original episode. Enjoy. What's the best way to support your show that lets you keep the most money, Tom? Doesn't Patreon keep like a huge cut of what people pledge? Why would you let Patreon take your money? I'm confused. Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about Patreon pledges. At Daily Tech News Show, we quite often get questions about Patreon support for our show. The most common questions are, what's the best way to contribute to you that lets you keep the most money? And... How much does Patreon keep from what I give you and why? Well, answer to the first is always that Patreon is actually the best way, not because we keep the most money, but because of what we get for the money it does keep. Patreon has provided myself and many others a way to get direct support from people who want to see more of what you do. It was started in May 2013 by musician and entrepreneur Jack Conti and developer Sam Yam with the idea of getting patrons, like, you know, old-fashioned patrons of the arts, to support artists, like musicians, like Jack, and it was centered around YouTube creations at the time, because Conti's music videos were really cool, and took a lot of work, and got millions of views, and he made a very small amount of money off it. So Patreon was started to help creators directly connect to fans for support. Now, in December 2013, Brian Brushwood, myself, and a bunch of other podcasters sort of hijacked it to help us make and fund podcasts, and it has over the years become a haven for artists of all kinds. Lots of folks like the idea of value for value that Patreon makes possible. Value for value is a phrase used by Adam Curry to describe the direct support he cultivated for his podcast, Like No Agenda. The idea was that if you get value out of his show, you could give value back by voluntarily supporting it. And the, the amount of your support should be based on what you can afford and how much you value the show. Curry did it directly and did it all himself with things like PayPal and mail-in checks. And Patreon came along and let folks like myself do it without having to manage all that. On the one hand, it made it simpler. On the other hand, it meant you kept less of the money. Now, right up front, let me say that from where I sit as a person who derives a lot of his income through Patreon, I think the cut they take is worth it. 
I know there's a whole lot of political stuff related to Patreon, and I have thoughts on that too, but for this episode, let's just focus on the economics. Aside from politics, some folks still see Patreon as taking a cut in a greedy way or a selfish way. I view it as a fee for services. The cost-benefit analysis for me is that the time I save not having to manage the collection and track the pledges is much more valuable than the amount Patreon takes. Because Patreon handles that, I can spend that time doing things that I enjoy, that make me revenue, and that I don't loathe. Those values all combine to make it worth it. But still, folks want to know how pledges work and how much we creators on the platform keep. That has changed over the years. Patreon used to charge 5% plus whatever the transaction fees were on the payments. Now they have a system of three different percentages and a standardized transaction fee. But the point is, there's a charge that they have to pay to process the payments, and there's a charge that they use to fund the operation. We'll get to the platform fee they use to fund the operation second. Let's start with the transaction fees. This is the one I feel like is most widely understood as part of any business, not just Patreon. From the outside, folks look at payments and think, well, how hard is that? I could set up a PayPal and take payments right now for nothing, right? Why is this so hard for Patreon? Because transaction fees. Even PayPal takes a cut of payments if you're conducting a business. So even if you just use PayPal, if you do it at the scale of Patreon, PayPal takes a cut. Now, that cut varies by the type of transaction, but for most online commercial U.S. transactions, it's 2.9% of the payment plus 30 cents per transaction. If you pay me 30 cents, you're in arrears. <laughs> you got to pay me a buck uh, because there's going to be 2.9% plus 30 cents taken out. It's one of the reasons Patreon doesn't take pledges less than a dollar anymore. Now, if you were to take credit cards instead of PayPal or in addition to PayPal, you're going to pay similar fees, a percent per transaction plus a flat fee per transaction. This is the cost of taking money online. And side note, one of the reasons the cryptocurrency continues to be popular since it would reduce a lot of those fees. The reasons the fees exist at all are complex and well beyond the scope of this episode. But remember that when you send money to someone through PayPal or buy something with a debit or credit card, there is a complex chain of banks and clearinghouses and transaction processors that each take a small cut. That process includes making sure the money goes to the right place, that the actual physical money is in fact transferred at some point to the proper banks, that if your transaction is declined on a subscription, that it's reprocessed to make sure that maybe there was a mistake. And of course, a lot of money goes to fighting fraud. So these fees are paid for the process of transferring money and all the logistics and protections that go with it. Now, Patreon used to try to be perfectly transparent about these fees, charging you, the creator, only exactly what the banks charged them. And that became a nightmare. Because Patreon doesn't just take PayPal. If you want as many people to support creators as possible, you need to take payments in as many different ways as possible because not everybody wants to use PayPal. That means multiple credit and debit card systems, PayPal, Payoneer, and more. And also, Patreon lets users pay in their native currency. That means currency conversion fees as well. In the old days, that meant as a creator, you'd never know exactly what your transaction fees would be in any given month. 
because every patron transaction might incur a slightly different fee. Plus, not just different fees because one's Visa and one's PayPal, etc., but Patreon was trying to bring down the cost by doing one transaction per patron across multiple Patreon creators. And then they would divide that processing fee amongst all the creators that were getting money from that patron. Let's think about that for a second. It might be a little confusing. Let's say you you are a creator and you have two patrons, each giving you $5 through PayPal. The first patron supports nobody else, just you. That means the processing fee from PayPal is 44 cents. They want to pay you five bucks, 44 cents gets taken before it even gets to Patreon. The second patron, however, supports 10 different creators. Patreon combines all that into one transaction, meaning the fee is only charged once and split up among the creators. The PayPal fee for that second patron, for you, is only going to be 17 cents. Because remember, while 2.9% is going to be the same, 30 cents is now divided amongst 10 different creators. Instead of paying 30 cents like you are for that first patron, you're only paying 3 cents because it's split up. And so your fee goes way down. Same $5 pledge, but you keep a different amount of it. Now, imagine multiple patrons coming and going each month, all using different types of payments with different fees and supporting different numbers of creators each month. And you can see how that processing fee might be really low one month and then really high the next and then really low and then medium, etc. So Patreon simplified it. They looked at what the average cost was across the entire Patreon universe of all creators, like how much in transaction fees is Patreon paying each month, and came up with a standard rate of 2.9% plus 30 cents for pledges more than $3, and 5% plus 10 cents of pledges less than $3. Keep in mind, there are also different rates for other currencies, value-added tax, collection, non-US PayPal stuff too, but Patreon calculated that standard rate to reflect what it sees across its thousands of creators every month. This means it will be taking in processing fees that should just about match what it pays out in processing fees. But instead of each Patreon creator having different amounts each month, they'll all be able to know what to expect based on how much they're taking in. Now, if you have a fairly stable Patreon community like Daily Tech News Show does, it doesn't really change much. So I was never worried about this sort of thing. But I've talked to other Patreon creators that were seeing their membership fluctuate a lot from month to month and was really hard to plan when you didn't know how much was going to be taken out. Side note, by the way, Patreon allowed what it calls founding creators like me, in other words, ones that were there early on, to stay on the old plan where the processing fees reflect exactly what's taken. And Daily Tech News Show still is on that plan. And it's just about exactly what we'd pay if we switch to the new standardized rate. To me, that means what Patreon is doing works. DTNS is kind of representative of the whole of Patreon where the fluctuations all cancel out. A stable amount that doesn't change radically from month to month. So if their calculations are right, a representative example like us should be almost the same as the standard rate. And for us, it is. Other kinds of patrons who have members flood in when they do something exciting or popular and then flood back out again now experience the same kind of stability that DTNS luckily has naturally. So there's one part of what Patreon takes and why 
and why what it takes goes entirely to the banks, not Patreon. Now, that's the processing fee. Let's get to the platform fee. This is the amount that Patreon gets to keep for itself. Remember, the processing fee stuff we were just talking about goes to the payment processors. Patreon also needs to charge you something to run itself as a company. It has employees that help you when you have a problem with the Patreon site, engineers that are developing that site, and the mechanisms that make it simple for you to pledge without having to see the insane worldwide financial backend going on underneath. It lets us post shows and have them show up in an RSS feed for you, and it lets us talk to folks at Patreon and make feature requests and figure out issues on our end as well. And they fight fraud. Boy, do they fight fraud. Beyond the fraud, the banks fight for them— Patreon has to fight spammers who set up Patreon creator accounts to try to milk out money and folks who fake accounts as supporters, sometimes for themselves and all kinds of schemes to milk money out of Patreon without actually supporting a creator. It's a never ending fight. And I I think we all could give a little prayer thanks to the fraud fighters at Patreon and every other site that manages money because they work hard. Patreon also has other features like automatically making and shipping merchandise that we can give out as rewards, uh, tracking Patreon pledge statuses for rewards we ship ourselves, like our holiday cards, and of course, offer all kinds of tracking and analytics so we can see how we're doing financially. And that's valuable to us. That's what you pay the amount that isn't the transaction fees for. Patreon used to offer one percentage for everybody, but that was holding them back in rolling out new features like the merchandise shipping. So In 2019, they created three new tiers for creators to choose from. For 5%, you get very basic stuff. So you actually get less for 5% now than you used to. Uh, You just get a creator page and some basic tools. For 8%, you get some special tools to offer promos. So this is a bit of a a rise in price. They went from 5% to 8% for roughly the same stuff. Uh, So you get that promo tracking like we do with the holiday cards, workshops, app integrations, priority customer support, etc. For 12%, their top tier, you get all of that stuff plus the merchandise shipping for members, a dedicated customer support wrap, and something called team accounts uh, that lets you have multiple people accessing one Patreon. Like for Daily Tech News Show, Sarah, Roger, Rich, we all have our own logins, Joe, etc. Rather than us having to share one single login, which is less secure— And it's necessary for us to do that. Again, Patreon did grandfather in older creators like us to these new plans. So we don't pay 12%. We pay 8% for the top tier, which was a nice thing for Patreon to do. In the end, that's how much Patreon takes from pledges, anywhere from 5% to 12%. And all told, from month to month, Daily Tech News Show ends up keeping about 86% of what the community gives us to do the show. So after they take out the shipping costs of the merchandise, and after they take out the 8% that we give them for the platform, and after they take out the processing fees, we're keeping about 86% month to month, even though we're on that old variable rate. It's it's pretty stable. By comparison, YouTube takes 45%. So for us, Patreon's taken 14% total, right? For YouTube, they take 45%. Twitch takes 50% of subscriptions and different amounts for other things, like 95% of game sales. PayPal takes, as we mentioned, 2.9% plus 30 cents per donation, but gives you no way to track users or deliver them gifts unless you build it yourselves. That's a DIY way to do it. So that's why when folks ask what the best way to support us is, we say Patreon. But hopefully... 
you now understand why that might be different for other creators who are like, actually, no, not Patreon for us. Aside from like, we don't like Patreon, but maybe financially it doesn't make sense. Now you might have a better understanding of why it might not make financial sense for one creator versus another. But most of all, now I hope you know a little more about Patreon pledges. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.